Because you're the soul of the show. Someone's got to have a soul here. Yeah. I'll carry right. that burden. Eat, Eat talk, talk repeat. repeat. There we are. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever the hell you're celebrating, have a happy. Have a happy. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. Yes. Are you? Are you, are you a Christmas guy, John? Well, I'm. I'm kind of a not religious guy. Let's call it that. Okay. But I love Christmas time. I love Christmas music. I like Christmas trees. I like Christmas presents. Cookies. I, I like Christmas cookies. I like the C's chocolates. I'm eyeing on the desk right there. Uh, which is your favorite? Do you oh, have a favorite? Nuts and shoes, baby. Nuts and shoes. You well, would be a funny nuts enough. And shoe now guy. I don't know when this started, but C's now uh, gives you a whole little. Menu. Oh, they do. Uh, you used uh, to have to guess. I know. Yeah, yeah. it was a crapshoot. But look at this, and they give you multiple. Multiple of these per box. Oh my God, these candies! So you oh. can sit with it's your dearly beloved, and so which one is the one you like? The milk and almonds. Yeah, I'm getting a chocolate Woody just looking at this. That's disgusting. So here, uh, <laughs> there you go. I'm putting that in the middle oh, of the table. No. And oh my God, I've got to take a picture of this. This is so good. Okay, I can't eat. If I eat one of these on the camera, I won't be able to talk. And I think okay, we'll whole, save it. The whole point of a. Uh, of of a podcast is people are talking, right? Maybe we're it's a agenda item. We're trying to shut you up. Just that could be it. <laughs> God, I love these chocolates. I, I think before you head out of here, you need that one right there. I'm taking that yeah, one. That yeah, one. Yeah. That's that's and and maybe it, this one too, right there. Yeah, I, think I, I like are, I, well, I like the caramel ones. I like the. Oh, ones you're that, one of those people oh, that doesn't yeah, yeah. that doesn't take the wrapper out with you. No, you got to take the whole thing. Oh my God, you're so picky. That must be an, another pet peeve of the week. It is me. pet peeve oh, of the like week. People and who so don't, yeah. microaggression number eight hundred and thirty-one, <laughs> and the people who don't take the chocolate wrapper. There, I took the chocolate wrapper. It's out. the worst when you open a chocolate box and then all it is is ninety percent wrappers. Yeah. Well, you know what the food gal says. That that pet peeve aside, that if the caramel isn't sticking to your teeth. It's no good. So I look for caramel teeth sticking caramels. All right. And I've got that one, and I think I found it. And I'm going to put my fingers all over everything. Do you have any else. Christmas traditions, food related? Sadly, no. What? Uh, you don't, do you cook? Do you cook a Christmas meal? Or you know, we, you know, you go to Chinatown. You're talking to the wrong guy. Well, our kitchen. Looks like uh, Nagasaki in 1945. Okay, not not this year, okay. I mean, but yeah, like previously. It's, it's all torn up. It's, it, we've gone down to the stud. No, no, I mean, well, I I do the roast beef thing usually. You know, the big giant haunch, you know, so five rib roast beef yeah. with Yorkshire pudding. I've done that a lot, but I wouldn't call it a tradition. Not okay. a turkey guy. The turkeys to me are Thanksgiving. Birds are for Thanksgiving, and beef is for Christmas. But not a lot. Of, but it's it, it's been a messed up year. I mean, you know, the rain we had this year, we had a flood. You know, our, our kitchen flooded in July. It rained all through August. Uh, and now we started, we tore up the, the kitchen in November. We haven't had a stove or a refrigerator now in two months. I mean, it's pretty much. It's, so you've been eating out a lot. I, I've been eating out a lot. I mean, we're, we'll talk about that here on Eat, Talk, Repeat. Yes. All right. Well, All right. so let's let's start top of the show. Shall we start with shameless plug alert? I think we've got to. Yeah, my uh, eating Las Vegas, the fifty-two essential restaurants at eatinglv.com. <laughs> yes, it's a good read. It's a seven thousand three hundred and sixty-six word salad of swan song salad of the last time. 
you're going to have this guy to kick around anymore, folks. Wait, I, I'm why? not doing it because 28 years of making best of lists and eating myself silly all over the Las Vegas Valley to compile a best of list, which I started, I think, in 1997. And, uh, yeah, it's been a long time. And I think it's, um, it's time to sort of start eating more for fun and the conviviality of hanging out with friends and not thinking I have to take notes and pictures and post about it all the time and, and compile this week in, week out, day in, day out pressure of trying to find as many restaurants to go to as possible so that I can rank them at the end of the year. Because you know, one, one last thing, writing is a pain in the brain, as I say in, in the, uh, in the, the article at the end of the article. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it took me two months to write this thing. When I really? wrote the book for 10 years, the book took me four months to write. Oof. So, I mean, that's a lot of work on top of a real job. So it's, it's kind of time for me to let, turn it all over to TikTokers and podcasters and whatnot. I think you're still going to do something. I think you should just quit your real job. And yeah, well, maybe you're I will. Gonna, you're still going to run around all of Las Vegas. Yeah, mostly. Eating. And you will still opine. You're uh, not going to uh, just uh, stop. I will giving not, an opinion. I will not stop having opinions. I'll have lots of opinions. But I'm just, uh, the end of the year roundup, the best of Las Vegas, which I have done religiously now since 97. I just, I just don't think I'm going to have looking towards that anymore. Can you I know, make maybe a I'll suggestion? Do, yeah, maybe I'll do my top 10 at the end of every year. So I've got a suggestion. Okay. Starting January 1, you go to a restaurant, you open a note on your iPhone, you put that restaurant in as just put it on the list. Then you go somewhere else. Now you either put the next place above or below. Oh, that's an interesting idea. And then at the end of it, you just publish the list. And so whenever you go to a restaurant, all you're doing is just plugging it in somewhere in the list. Do you see why I keep her around? She's not just another pretty face. I know. That's what I thought she was. It's the easy. It's how I do my pizza list. Oh, my God. That's such an easy idea. Yeah. So So I go to, let's say, China Mama. On on January second, and then on January third, I go to Golden Steer, and on January fourth, and I just keep saying, "Well, which one ranks above the other?" Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Well, okay, I will. That's a suggestion. That's a good suggestion. All right, but you're still gonna have fun. You're still gonna eat. You're still gonna send. You're gonna post. You're gonna tweet. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm still on Twitter. I'm still on Instagram, and I still post on Facebook. And I've gotten a lot of traction this uh, for this thing. I've had more views on my website the last week than I've had in the last six months. So, um, eating Las Vegas, the 52 essential restaurants. Let's go through some of them. Which ones do you agree with or disagree with? But before you get to that, I have to fall on my sword about one thing I left out. Chinglish. No, a criminal (laughs) omission. No, I know. Chinglish is not essential. That's what I was. So when I read this list, I was thinking, who did he forget? I was not going to. Chinglish was never in the running for anything. I'm because I go there, but I don't think I think it's good. I don't think it's that great. But but I wait. If you looked well, in my I, honor, I obviously didn't find Michaels on the list. Michaels was bottom ten. Oh, it was. Yeah, but I have the bottom. Don't miss the bottom ten. I That's missed the best, the best part. part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was in the bottom ten. Oh, ouch, ouch. Yeah, yeah. Michaels in the steakhouse at Circus Circus. That's just rude. Rude. Michael's together with the state. Okay. Well, anyway, tell, tell us what you, what was the what criminal mission. Let me fall on my sword first and apologize profusely to Vincent Rotolo at Good Pie. 
Because if you look at my honorable mentions, they're the ones, restaurants I go to all the time. Mm-hmm. I may not consider them the top 52 or the most essential restaurants in town, but ones, and there's about a, about 20 of them there that the food gal and I go to, and I go to with you guys. You know, we yep. just hit them mm-hmm. all the time. And for some reason, and I, I went to Good Pie like three times this year, three or four, and uh, I forgot to put Good Pie in. So I will, Vincent, Love you, man. I will rectify that. And I, the great thing about blogs, you know, and in, in these uh, social media, you can just amend it and, and edit it. And I'll put you back in as soon as this show is over. So Good Pie is one of my favorite places. Sorry I left you out. And I'm sure if, if I'm, I'll hear for the next month of people go, why isn't, you know, Chinglish in there? Why isn't blah, blah, blah in there? I'm sure I've, I missed a few others too. Uh, Piero's. How dare you? Yeah, well, Piero's just is like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think about Piero's. If I don't even think about it, then that doesn't go. But Good Pie is one of my favorites. So Chinglish, any other things? Michael's was terrible for uh, the exact opposite reason that the supermarket food of the steakhouse is terrible. Michael's charges top dollar for mediocrity. Uh, the steakhouse is getting away with murder for, you know, 30 years now. Do you think, I, I've been meaning to ask this, do you think Michael's gets away with their top dollar price tag based on location? Well, no, it, because it's in a crappy the, location. It's in the South Point. But I think real. a lot of people go to the South Point because they're there for, what is it, equestrian? Yeah. It go, or like farm shows. I don't know what goes out there. Rodeos? That. Okay. Yeah. Farm shows. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the tra- trailer. equestrians. Trailer park trash conventions in 2023. Yeah. But occasionally they want to stay dinner, and they just might not go down to the strip. And well, I'll tell you one thing about the pricing there. It's designed to keep the riffraff out of the restaurant. That's one thing about the pricing there that has to be said. The prices are intentional. Yeah. And they're, they're high, and they're, they're, they're exclusionary. Well, they're not as criminally high as they were 30 years ago or even 25 years ago. Uh, but, yeah, they're still very high. And as I like to remind a friend of the show, Matt Brooks, and God bless him. I mean, he likes the, the he likes the big deal, old school uh, decor and, and I do too. And atmosphere, and I do too. I like that. Service is great, but the food is hopelessly mediocre, and and and, and they are and they haven't changed anything in the cooking of the menu literally since like 1985, and I just don't get it. And and I and when when the stuff starts coming to the table, I just look at it stupefied and I can immediately think of every dish that comes of 10 other places in Vegas, which does it better and most of the time cheaper than Michael's does. So, okay, so all the customers in Michael's, where do you think they came from? Are they probably, staying at the South Point? Are they in... No, I think they're, they're Southern lo- Highlands? I, yeah, I think they're locals. I think they're they're uh, well-heeled locals. Uh, well, I, I've told you this story before, but I'll repeat, try to be fast here. I mean, I interviewed Mike, Michael Gone about Michael's Back in the mid '90s, and the first thing he said was, "Michael's is." He agreed with what you just said, Sam. He said, "Yeah, we price it high to keep people out, and it's a comp room. It was always designed to be a comp room." He told mm-hmm. me a direct quote. He, he said, "It's there just to soak up comps from high rollers who lose a lot of money who want to be treated like a big shot by the casino after they've dropped a lot of money at some game of chance, and it's there to soak up the comps that we give them, and and the fact that other people are either." Let's say naive enough, um, like you know some of the locals at the, or people at the, at the hotel, or delusional enough, you know, to think it's good. You know, I think that's just he just takes them as like as they come. But the whole point of the room is to soak up comp, comps, casino comps. 
So that, that, that explains Michael's. And then, and I just, I just look, I, I ate there. I've eaten there twice in the last year. And I was just, and Matt, you know, said, if you don't, if you don't like it, I'll pay for your meal. Well, I wasn't going to make him do that. But I'm sitting there stupefied at how average the food is. And then the, you look at the, the, you know, $200 for fish and $150 steaks. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I just wonder if you put that restaurant in the middle of the strip, if it survives. No, not at all. Not at all. So it's a location. It's surviving yeah, it, on yeah. its location. It, it's, it's, you know, it's surviving on Michael Gaughan's idea of, you know, taking care of his high rollers. So okay. I think, I, look, I had a spectacular meal there. I've been there only once. I went with Matt. My lamb was a 10 out of 10. Um, I, I, you know, the little mint, min, not everything's perfect, but I, did I, you, did you look at the wine list? It purports to be a gourmet restaurant. The wine it, list it, is atrocious. Did you look at the wine glasses? I mean, I think Olive Garden has wine, better wine glasses. Okay. I mean, uh, there are things about this place no. that are inexcusable. It's a bring, it's a, it's a bring your own wine restaurant. Uh, it, for, it's for sure. And wine glasses. And it, it, and it, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about something positive. Wait, I want to know, is it more fun for you to write the, 52 essentials no, or the 10? Fun. Oh, it's more fun to, to, to blast I places. I bet. Yeah, talking about the Martha Stewart, you know, being Pastor Prime and, and Martin Jan, you know, and his, you know, his brand whoring and all that. It's more fun to come up with terms like that yes. than, hey, I love the food here. It's just, boy, it's seasoned so perfectly. And I, you know. <laughs> I do want to note that Chinglish is nowhere on this list. No, but New not, Asian barbecue is. I like New Asian barbecue a lot. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it, it's, it's 52 essentials. And then I have about 20 uh, uh, other favorites in my bottom 10 and read it and weep folks it's all alphabetical i've years ago i tried to rank them like you like which is still a great idea ash but uh, a ranking is just too hard so i just went alphabetical and i guess the first one because you start numerically right with with oh, yeah that's why first one is double zero pie and pub yeah and then there's 1228 main and which which everybody loves and uh, i just say like, aroma latina Latin America and Cocina. I mean, we have some great, oh. some great local places, and uh, you know, I'm hoping uh, you know it gives everybody a small boost. And if you like it, let me know. And if you don't, talk to Ash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys can come at me anytime. Um, I want to know this news that you mentioned. What was it about Lamai? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. What is this? Well, I mean, uh, I I tweeted it out. I, I deleted the tweet. But oh. I think it's true because, like, two days later, Bank of Cherawan, who owns uh, Lamai in Henderson and on Spring Mountain Road, he, he, he puts a single two one-sentence uh, Facebook posting, free at last. That's all he says. And I read all the comments, and it was very oblique. I don't know what he's talking about. I think he sold Lamai and okay. the two Lamais. And he's keeping the patio. I love the patio. Yeah. But, again, I've been warning you of restaurateurs for 30 years expansion has killed more restaurants than salmonella okay and expansion yeah. killed him he decided he was going to go out to henderson go out yeah. to hendertucky and uh and i think it just drove him down and now he's had to close his two places so lamoon i understand is still there yeah that's uh, his by, brother yeah so bond is running that so looking forward to that and um yeah so uh, too bad about lamai i mean who knows what but he's selling it but i don't know if they're keeping it a thai restaurant whether he sold the lease who knows what's going to happen Okay, and so for the last few shows, we've talked about the Durango opening and Fountain Blue, and the only person that could actually comment was Sam about the Durango experience that you or me on opening night. So you've since gone to both. I've been to Fountain Blue now three times. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Have you been to either? Yeah, no. 
I know. I'm lazy. What, what, what is, I'm know, working. I'm working. Kind of busy at the uh, okay, the old okay. day job. Yeah, uh, okay, I get it. I get but it. we're looking to retire her soon, and then she <laughs> out can to be, pasture. Yeah. Well, well, okay. So, so, so Sam and I will have a dialogue about this instead. And you, you can just. Well, I haven't been to Fountainbleu yet, but you haven't been. To, let's talk about yeah, Durango, Durango. Durango. So I walked around, had ate at that uh, Fiorella Pasta Bar. Yes. How is it? Uh, fantastic. I mean, Mark Mark Vetri's pastas are going to always be top drawer. Yeah. Um, really good. I was imp- as you said, Sam, last week. I mean, really nice build out, kind of well thought out build out, very tightly formatted. I would call it that. Uh, but not claustrophobic. Not claustrophobic. Uh, nicely. It, it, it's very friendly. It has a friendly feel. But I'll tell you something that shocked the hell out of me. There are too many restaurants in it. What? I was stupefied. I walked. I think I counted 21 yeah. restaurants yeah. or food service operations yeah. there. Yeah. And as, as I tweeted out this morning, the Bellagio opened with 14 you know, 25 years ago. What did people, was the reaction then? Too many? Yeah, yeah, really. But, because it, but it was like, well, it had a coffee shop, it had 11 good restaurants and three small restaurants at the Bajo when it opened up at, mm-hmm. at first. And uh, and I'm walking around Durango going, Shang Artisan Noodle, Hawaiian place. But they're doing uh, the food Fiora. hall. Yeah, but some of these are a lot of sit-down restaurants. And then okay. the Irv's Burgers. And then there's there's sit-down restaurants. There's that uh, Nico's. And then there's, a, and then there's a Summer House. And then there's a Mexican. And I'm going, and I'm counting these out going, holy mackerel. How, how many places can one 300-room hotel in the southwest end of town support? And that kind of shocked me. I mean, I was I, – I, and Vesta, Vesta has two – uh, you know, two outposts, outposts yeah. in the hotel, and they're doing all the baking. We checked out their baked goods, fabulous looking baked goods. Yeah. I mean, they were. I mean, we we were going to eat some savory food, but the food gal was just salivating over the Vesta uh, bakery case, and uh, yeah. So I'm, everything looks great. The build out's fine, but I just don't know how they're going to support that many food food venues. So I mean, it's it, and it's kind of that way with all these new casinos. It's they open up big, they always employ twice as many people as they need, and then it's sort of uh, you know kill or be killed atmosphere. And a year from now, I think it's going to have a different kind of flavor, slightly. I just don't see twenty separate food vendors making it in that food hall. What do you think, Sam? Well, I th- I it depends on what kind of traffic that place gets and how much locals local traffic it'll get because I think. In that southwest area, it's it's going to get people who are families that are looking to go out and eat. And I think it's you know, and I think that people will stop at one place, get dessert at another, pick up a coffee. Like I think I think one visit can touch two or three establishments. Yeah, and and it was crawling with families last night. That's what I've yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. And it's separate daylight. from the casino. It's separate right. a little from the casino, and so it it is. I, I I called it a food court, right? And I said it's a high end food court concentration of places to eat, conveniently located in a nice place for locals. That happens to have a casino. That happens to have a casino. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you, it'll be wildly successful on that basis. The casino is almost like an adjacent. Yeah, I, I, uh, component. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You didn't. You, you were. I could walk among the machines and through the machines from one side to yeah. the next, but it didn't feel like it was this giant building dominated by a casino that they just. Tagged restaurants. So, so on for the side example, I, the, if I can compare it to Red Rock, which is a, a, would be the other premium kind of high end, high, high touch property that Station Casinos has, those food establishments are all peripheral to the gaming floor. They kind of surround it, right? Right. You go in there, 
all you you're on the gaming floor. You see all the machines, and you got to if you're going to one restaurant or the other, you've got to sort of you know weed your way in the outskirts right, of that yeah, building yeah, and yeah. that. And it's here, it's all contiguous. It's almost designed as if here we have a place for you to go just to eat. We're not using the food to draw you in to get you to to play. And people are still going to go and play, of course, but it's I think it's going to be wildly successful to drive local traffic. Yeah, I, I hope so because it's a uh, because I, I think everything you say is true, and, and and the idea that you can it's so friendly and accessible from the outside too. And they've it, curated yeah. a great oh, group yeah. of of restaurants, some incredible talent. Well, they just yeah. stole the arts district. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Where in Las Vegas is there yeah. good food? Oh wait, I know. Yeah, you or me, sushi, uh, Shang artisan noodle, and Vesta are all like bunched right there. The Hawaiian place looked great. Um, Irv's Burgers had a line down the thing. I've heard that's really good. But 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 just to just to reiterate what Sam said, it's not only friendly inside; it has kind of a feel like downtown Summerlin, which I won't get into that. But it, it's um, you can just kind of park and walk in real easily, and that's and that that's to me. And Red Rock Casino is the same way. Yeah, I mean it's not a big deal. You can just self park in the open lot, and just it's a short little walk into into the hotel, and that's. So much friendlier than the BS you have to put it up with in most uh, strip hotels. Now. Okay, speaking of which, let's go to the Fountain Blue. You gotta go, guys. Okay. Where did you... You went to Mother Wolf. I've been to three places now. Okay. Q, Mother Wolf, and Don's Prime. But before we talk about the food, let's talk about the Brobdingnagian nature of the place. How's that for a big one? I got I got to Google that. Yeah, yeah. It's from Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> they were the huge monster. Oh, okay. You literally feel like you're in the land of the giants when you walk in. Exactly. Like like somebody's going to walk by with a foot that's like six feet long and yeah. clomp down, a giant going to clomp down beside you. 50-foot high ceilings, uh, just... A casino floor and nooks and crannies and walkways that seem to go on forever. It's the polar opposite of Durango. It's just eye-poppingly, almost intimidatingly large. It is big. It makes the Bellagio look small. It does. It, 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 what it, do you like it? Oh, I, I think it's great. It's like a luxury cruise ship turned on its side and put in the desert. <laughs> it's like, to right. me, it feels like a luxury cruise Not capsized. Just, not capsized. Just it's like a, 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 tilted. A, it's like, think of like a high-end cruise ship with, with just, you know, gorgeous finishings and, you know, wow. big escalators. And but like Resorts diff- World has that hall and it's huge ceilings, but right. it's sterile. It, it doesn't, there, there's something really... Um, I don't need Alexandra said uh, she said there's something huge but also kind of soothing about the design oh. and she noticed that right away she said yeah she goes and the way they they do kind of just kind of tuck a lot of the restaurants along the sides of the casino mm-hmm. but it's very kind of it's it's wavy you know what I mean it's not just a giant rectangle like yeah. Resorts World and it's you know it's gigantic compared to like Durango Resort but it's um there's something kind of comfortable and soothing. You walk around. Maybe it's the muffled sounds with the 50-foot ceilings. Yeah. Um, but uh, the better restaurants are on the first floor, or uh, most of them. And then on the second floor, actually the third floor, is going to be their food hall. But it's going to have a really nice French restaurant, poppy steak. And uh, we just saw like there's a Komodo, which is a Chinese barbecue place, Miami Slice, a couple others I can't think of, remember right now. 
But uh, we were knocked out also by just how much money they spent on the furnishings and the surfaces. They it had was, twenty years to come up with it. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but you know I'm not a, I'm a, you know I'm a guy. I mean I don't pay attention to like chairs and, and fabrics. But she Alexander's walking around going, they spent top dollar on the chairs for the food court. I mean that's a, wow. It's really I mean the just not just like the design the 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 surfaces. It, it's something. I mean, it's a, it's beautiful and it's very expensive. And I think they're aiming uh, when they get underway, they're going to aim to take away Resorts World customers and Wynn customers and Venetian Palazzo customers with a much higher, a higher uh, aimed level of, I don't know, glamour, sophistication, size. Trying to, <laughs> trying to do the win 2.0, just moving the anchor, moving the goalposts further up the strip. But the, I, I know something the designers, the win has always felt a claustrophobic to me. Yeah. And the Mirage did before it. Bellagio too. Yeah, yeah with, with, the, with the low ceilings, you kind of walk around and you're sort of, you're sort of weaving among these kind of alleyways and, and you know, the, the maze of the... And of Resource the, World up the ante with vertical space. Uh, vertical space. Well, yeah. this, this takes it and doubles it. Wow. So, so you kind of you, that's what I mean. You feel like like in some places you see these giant escalators going up, and you look up, and you're looking up like five stories, like you might in you know, I don't know in some luxury cruise ship or some giant hotel somewhere. Okay, uh, so you went to Dawn's before Dawn's Times, and then I went to Mother Wolf. Mother Wolf's going to be the hot restaurant there. Um, Evan Funky is doing pastas and just really really fun okay. stuff. I mean, simple menu. But it's like an Italian menu, really tweaked for uh, tweaked for the twenty first century. It's not uh, it, it it's a it's a different kind of menu. You can see a lot of thought went into it. Best cashewy pepe I've had in town. I won't tell so, Cipriani. That, don't tell Cipriani. Don't <laughs> um, tell don't tell James Trees. Don't tell Mark Vetri. <laughs> but it, but Evan Funky's cashewy pepe just just blew me away. And then where's the other place you went? Uh, Q uh, K Y U. That's the Asian fusion place. Okay. And that's from Miami. This is the third location. And we had this really eclectic menu of like Japanese spare ribs and Korean banchan, which really was good. I mean, you know, kimchi can be so bland and, and so kind of just, you know, cabbage with, with uh, chili peppers on it. This felt like kimchi made by somebody's gourmet grandmother back in Seoul. How was the service <laughs> at all these places? Well, I kind of get the better service. I walk oh, yeah. in, they kind of peg me right away. So, I, so it was good. <laughs> humble brag there. Uh, yeah, service is good. But I mean, I go in, I meet one of my favorite waiters named Pascal from years ago at Le Cirque. And he's me. Hey, Mr. Curtis, how are you? Bullshit? Well, now that they know you're not doing a 52 list, they might. Yeah, might, see, I, I shouldn't have gone public with uh, it now. It's gonna, yeah, I'm just another schmo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, right. anyway, so you've got to go to, folks, you've got to go to Fontainebleau just to walk around. And the bars are beautiful. They've got this cathedral bar that's going to knock the socks off of whatever is over there at the, the Cosmo. And I've read that the drinks are actually real, reasonably priced at all their cocktail bars. You can get a, like an old-fashioned for 15 bucks, right. where at Wynn you're paying 20 for the same alcohol. And, uh, that's going to draw people in, by the way. I know. Same with the steaks. Yeah, and, and the cocktail list at Q was crazy. They had something called There's Money in the Banana Stand. Oh, it's an arrested what? development. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Alexander started laughing. It's banana infused rum. Ever heard of that? Yeah, rum boy? actually. <laughs> I tastes, hate bananas. But it tastes like you didn't really notice the banana. But then they, they serve everyone it, says that it's a lie. Then they serve it with a giant ice cube made out of coconut water, which I, melts into the it ugh. is delicious. 
You needed a cigar with it, though. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. So Q kind of kind of was impressive too, and Q opens out onto the um, opens out onto the strip, so you actually have a windows out onto the strip. You're not all you know tightly uh, you know hermetically sealed like you are at some okay some casinos. So go. The, Moral of the story, go to Fountain Blue, go to Durango, and we're going to take a quick little break, and then we'll talk about where else we've all gone. And I'm going to have a caramel. Pet peeves. I'm eating a caramel as we speak. Oh, you can God. hear me. I'm loading around as we speak. Right? <laughs> If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. We're back. How's the caramel? It's sticking to my teeth the way it should. (laughs) John Curtis there eating... um, some of my C's uh, famous old-time candies. So here we are with our Christmas show. Let's talk about Christmas. Let's talk about where we're going for Christmas, where we've all been. I've been yapping my gums enough. You guys flap your gums. What am I doing for Christmas? I'm going, I always go home. I go visit my parents and put my feet up on a wood-fired uh, fireplace, wood-burning fireplace, and just relax. You okay over there, John? I think he's dying. Death by it's- caramel and nuts. <laughs> I can't get the caramel unstuck from my teeth. There's a water there if you need it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I think we sabotaged him. All right, good. Um, It's better this way. Are you? Is is Rocky uh, coming with you? Yeah, Rocky will go with me. We'll have a good night or two hanging out with my parents. It'll be fun. The tradition. I mean, the main tradition is now we make this like it's almost like a spiced whiskey. That's hot and it tastes kind of like apple pie, and I just drink that all night long. And then um, I wrap my Christmas presents um, significantly intoxicated. And you, you believe in wrapping presents? Yeah, I just hand them to people. I go, well, Here, that's rude. I just bought you this. I have gotten a little <laughs> bit lazier in my old age. I've uh, started to like the gift bag a lot more. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, that's a that's a. Modern hack, but kind of cheating, but understandable. Yeah, but no, so it's it's always relaxing. I use Christmas as a, like, center myself. I get to back to my roots, kind of. Which apparently is drinking whiskey all night long. You've got to. <laughs> and what's wrong with that? And then, oh, I watch It's a Wonderful Life. That's uh, part of the tradition, yeah. too. I only watch one Christmas movie, and you can guess what it is. Um, I would Elf. Guess. No, uh, A Christmas Elf. Story. Of course. Yeah, I do Ralphie. That. Yeah. I do a Christmas story and um what's the Chevy Chase one? I do those on Christmas Day. Christmas vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Well my just to brag about my grandson, he starred in a local production of a Christmas story back east. Mm. Uh, and he was Ralphie for like six performances. Way to go, Evan Grandchild. Did he get to keep the bunny suit? <laughs> uh, he's got pictures. We have pictures of him in the bunny suit. That's true. That's funny. Uh, so Sam, no one's talking about restaurants but me. What oh. do you do for Christmas? Uh, well, we go, I'm going to be in California as well. Uh, go for Christmas Eve to my parents' house where my parents prepare an elaborate Czech feast. And a tradition uh, All that in Europe. Pork sausage in one place, huh? Uh, well, you're not far <laughs> off. Now, the traditional thing for Christmas Eve is fish. Ah, and uh, Czechs, Czechs, yeah, Czech uh, people, they serve carp, which is. Probably one of the more disgusting fishes 
They're on all the pla- on the you planet. You can bet them in Lake Mead. You want to fish there one, take it, take down there with you? Fishes. You know what? You, by the way, you you like that? Yeah, yeah I was like fishes. We're yeah, using well, fishes. fishes. So, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I decided to. I decided to make that a little anyway. So, um, <laughs> you know what? My no, but you know the story. What my my mom would do growing up with the carp because they buy the carp alive. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. the market. Just like but the, the carp the was so do. filthy from the from the wherever it got it some some tank. Like, they get them from Lake Mead. I swear to God. Well, no, no, they, well this they, is they in Prague, okay? Them on I'm, and then I swear to God, they must farm them over there too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm what my parents, my grandparents would do is put the carp. My grandma would put the carp in the bathtub, fill the bathtub, and let it swim around for a little bit, and the kids would play with it, and then Christmas Eve, it yeah. pop it over the head. And, we we Greeks do that with lambs. We, we, you just we, had to let them in, in your the apartment. You put them in the back. No, I. I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> this is getting weird. No, the Greeks at Easter time they will buy a baby lamb, let it run around the house for like a week or two, and then let the kids play with it. And then on God. Easter Sunday they slit his throat and eat it. <gasps> so yeah, sad. That, that took a left turn, didn't it? Yeah, God. But my mom makes now. My mom does. They do a a, a sauce with a traditional this Czech meal uh, and with sauce and with me, uh, meat um, and. Uh, and my mom makes her dumplings. It's the only thing my mother makes, and they are good, exceptional. Yeah, well, and I'm so excited for it. And, and it's, we shouldn't bag on carp too much. Car, river carp are a traditional uh, dish in Europe. I mean, that, that's uh, yeah, especially in northern Europe because there weren't no access to the sea, so river carp was one mm-hmm. of their main fishes. And I think they probably can be delicious if they don't if they're not born and raised in Lake Mead. I like that you're using fishes too. <laughs> I don't find that officious in the least. Oh, that was pretty good. Okay, so am I the only person who's been eating all over town? I went to LPM. The new French place in the old Milo space at the Cosmo. Cosmo. Yeah, right next to STK. I enjoyed the bar, the best part. Well, there's damning with faint praise. Um, no, no, no. Actually, the the food's really good. I love the the build out. It's it's very French Riviera. You feel like you could be coastal. And I am now, after my experience there, convinced this whole ordinance of stopping pedestrians. Oh yeah, from, you, you tweeted that. Yes. The, the everyone's been up in arms since Formula One because Formula One wouldn't let people stop on the pedestrian bridges, and it was for driver safety. Well, now there's an ordinance getting passed or presented to keep this in effect all the time. Meaning, I think it's already passed. Oh, it did? Uh-huh. And it that, goes into effect next month. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so when I went to LPM, we sat outside, beautiful patio, right, right on the corner of Harmon and Las Vegas right. Boulevard. There are two pedestrian bridges. That oh, yeah, they come together right there, yeah. That pedestrian bridge is also right below the patio of Ocean Prime. Right. These are very expensive restaurant build-outs. Right. yeah. They, their patios are competing with the street performers that are wannabe uh. rappers, wannabe Mariah Carey's, wannabe whoever, drummers. And so I, you can't yeah. enjoy your meal. So I'm convinced that's who was behind like, getting that rid of it. It has to be. And, and, and uh, you're hitting one of my pet peeves of all time, and that is that every musician in the world, especially street musicians, wakes up every morning under the delusion that people want to listen to them, 
Okay. Yeah. And it's, I'm sorry. I have friends who are musicians who have done street musician stuff. Most of them are just obnoxious and odious and, and, and there, there ought to be a law against most. Well, I'm sorry. Just cause you can play the guitar or the flute or the banjo or whatever the hell you can play. It doesn't mean that we want to listen to you and standing and putting yourself there deliberately in places where people are forced to walk by you mm-hmm. to me yeah yeah is very offensive and i've uh somehow i don't mind it in big cities when it's open air yeah you know what i mean because if they're you know, a street corner you can walk across but they're they're yeah. literally putting themselves at the mouths of funnels yeah, yeah and by the way those 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 glass walls serve as a sound yeah. echo chamber so that you know that home depot drum set yeah um <laughs> as uh, the paint buckets uh yeah you know yeah. it's a lot yeah, so yeah, I, you know, I, I've well, street musicians. I've never done it for me. Uh, so good and good for that. But tell me, so did you have it? What do you eat at LPM? So we did the like yellowtail sashimi, very mm. good. Uh, we did the pappardelle bolognese with a ragu, mm. also very delicious. And then I thought it was a French restaurant. Langoustine. LPM is not. I thought it was yes, French. Yes, it is French. Well, why are they doing bolognese pasta? I don't know because uh, that's see that's the bullshit of the strip. I'm sorry. We're then, a French restaurant. We're doing oh, we we're doing the, northern Italian pasta. I forget what fish we had. That yeah. was also very good. One surprising thing is it was. Do they, do they call it chiapino? No. <laughs> Probably call it bouillabaisse. Oh. Uh, it was a little. It, <laughs> It was a little like under salted, but there's they do something interesting on every table when you sit down. There's tomatoes and a knife and a lemon and a giant bottle of olive oil, and you're supposed to like cut it up and put it over the bread that they bring by. It's odd. <sighs> I almost threw it at the people on the yeah. pedestrian bridge below, but it sounds like that cathedral also in my bottom. No, tent. no, 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 no. That place is sucks. <laughs> You can't no. You can't compare it to that based yeah. on my review. I say right. you go. Also, I really enjoyed the cocktail bar. It was craft cocktails, incredible. They have like, they're just treating it like its own kitchen where they're infusing alcohols. Are they, are they smoking things? I hope they're smoked no. cocktails because everyone any. knows how much I love smoked. No, cocktails. for you, they say literally on the menu says no smoked cocktails. The word is out that you like smoke blown, yeah, into all you know, all your food and. Uh, don't get me started. I mean, there, there are restaurants I actually avoid that I like because of they, they, they look at us, Mr. Curtis. We're smoking this thing, and they take the cloches and they take them off, and it's like such a big deal. It was kind of unique about a dozen years ago, but now it's just tired, and it never makes the food taste good. Sorry. Okay, another digression. It's every tasting menu restaurant, by the way, that has has a has a, a has or dish. wants or aspires to for a Michelin star. They all do that. They all have a course there with exactly. a little terrarium yeah. where they where yeah. they open it up and there's a there's a, there's voilà. a yeah. you know who's guilty of that is EDO. Yeah, well, Partage also. Yeah, so, all right. So Sam, where have you been? Let's go. We got we're running out of time. We got to have our Christmas gift. We have to. We should we should wish. I've got a list of Christmas Santa's Christmas list that, that he wishes wishes to give to people this year. This year, Do what you have, was that? I don't think I tracked what you just said. <laughs> I have a list of Santa's gifts to give certain restaurants this okay. year. I'd like to go through, and I did screw that up <laughs> linguistically. Did you, well, Sam, did you go anywhere? Yeah, I did. I just went to a bunch of usual places. So I was at Basilico. I was at You or Me. I was at 
uh, Cipriani. I was at uh, 1228, and I have to say all of them are firing on all cylinders, so reporting that those are all in good order. The repeat section of the It was the repeat section. All right, moving on. (laughs) You too. Okay. I know. What's Christmas? What's Santa gift? Santa should – you all should have a Christmas, uh, either a wish list or a gift list. That's what I was trying to say. What about a shit list? I've got that right here. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm tracking. Santa's giving restaurants a gift or something? Well, let's just say that if I was Santa, I would give EDO a new location. Oh. A place to park my sleigh. I would. Because EDO has the worst location for parking and anywhere in town, yeah. I think. Uh, I would – Santa would give a home a home to Hamon Hamon. Oh, I That's would give – not in Arizona. I would give uh, Mariscos Alfresco's a home in the Arts District. But it's a defunct restaurant. <laughs> okay. Because of where it was. But, but if it doesn't exist, you can't give it a Hamon gift. Hamon Hamon doesn't really exist right now. It doesn't really. Okay, well – um, for Double O Pie and Pub, Santa would should give it a new wine list. I think. Oh yeah, because yeah, you know for such a great restaurant, and and and, and Santa's available to consult on the wine list as long as he gets free pizza. He told me this himself. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we'll curate wine list for free pizza. And finally, I heard that Santa was going to give Half Bird a jar of common sense, you know, to try to talk them out of going to that half baked Half Bird. Half, I thought, uh, idea of moving to Hendrick, I thought Half Bird is done. Well, the yeah, we talked about it. The Spring Mountain Road location closed, but, but they're out in Henderson. So, oh, so, so Santa wants to give Half Bird a jar of common sense. Okay. But I don't know if they would even accept it if Probably he gave it not. to Probably not. Okay. So that's Santa's wish list, uh, gift list, as, if anybody wants oh, it. Okay. Can I have one? Okay. Well, well what would you... Um, I don't know. What, what do you want? I'd give the arts district a like Oakville grocer, like a a meat cheese gourmet little deli bodega. Yeah, that'd be good. The arts district needs something other than brew pubs. Yeah, yeah. So that I just oh, I love that place. And, and and I actually think the arts district would ask Santa for that if he could get if if he could actually bring that on his sleigh. If, <laughs> if, could there's we, an invest, if there's an angel investor out could there. Could Santa maybe bring Esther's Kitchen a finished restaurant? Oh, <sighs> There you go. Okay. I'm just – I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying, like, we're all ready. Well, okay. But they, I think they fast-tracked it, and I think Esther's Kitchen is on track to be oh, they, really, really great this, oh, I'm, in I'm, the coming I'm, year. I'm, no, I'm excited. I'm just telling – I want it to be open already. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. I don't know if I have any wish lists for what I want for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas, Sam? World peace. That's so easy. Something, you know, what do you have that you don't, can't buy yourself? That's what I'd like you to know, besides world peace. <laughs> I mean, listen. Um, I want a functioning kitchen, okay? That's all I want. The, for the, you know, I want Santa to bring me a functioning kitchen. You're uh, on your way, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe since, since August. <laughs> if you don't have a functioning stove, maybe Santa should bring you some coal. I just, I just, cook over some briquettes. Live fire cooking King in the Curtis <laughs> Mansion. Yes, yes. Uh, I think I want, I mean, if we're doing a real Christmas list, mine's a, a nice little house with oh. a yard for my dog. Oh, there she is. Next Why day. is she looking at me? Oh, I'm not. I'm looking at John. I was like, come on. You can evict someone over there in the city. 
Well, I can't sell. I can't sell you my house until we get a finished kitchen. When I'll I take finish- it without the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> Although I am pissed that you ripped out all the the grass. Yeah, we did. Well, we're trying to be water smart and all that sort of thing. So, anyway, so this is it. Our Christmas show. Any any other wishes for the new year? Well, we will. We got a New Year's show. We'll have a New Year's show. Maybe with a little more energy than this show. I know this is an afternoon. Like we normally don't do it this I'm late. Beat. I'm cooked. Eat more chocolate. <laughs> anyway, folks, I'm here. I'm the Santa who puts the ho in the ho, ho, ho. And wishing all of you an eat, talk, repeat. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, we didn't do furniture. No, we'll get to that next week. Let's end on a positive note. <laughs>